Hey, so I'm not sure if you heard, but we are bringing back the private practice bootcamp experience. So listen, this will not be an ordinary bootcamp. Yes, that's right. We are glowing up your experience and your private practice. So what does this mean? Are you truly ready to glow up your private practice and your life? So I'm talking about crafting a big vision. Stop playing small. Who does that? Okay. We are dreaming big beyond just clarifying your niche. We are actually going to build up your confidence in your business as an abundant CEO. Now, listen, I've had the opportunity to host over 25 boot camps in the last five to six years. And I know that I am really good at teaching and delivering that information. But one thing that I have noticed that is missing with therapists right now is that they need a hype woman. They need someone to encourage them to show up and to glow up boldly and unapologetically. So here are the details. We start on May 20th. We are going strong for four days with also a bonus money session. We also have added our Facebook group with challenges and activities. Listen, y'all, we working. So in order to sign up to participate in all pieces, I want you to head down to the show notes and get on the bootcamp experience list so that you can get started with us. Now, also our private practice signature program DTA will also be opening soon. So make sure that you check the show notes and get on that notification list as well so that you can be the first to know about all the juicy bonuses that we have coming down the pipeline. It is glow up season. I will see you in the bootcamp. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business, money, and your mindset. Learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle. Hey, welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and number one business coach for therapists. And so in today's episode, I want to continue on our abundance series path. And I want to specifically talk to therapists today about do you really want to become abundant or do you want to remain content? And so First, let's talk about the definition of abundance. And so a general definition is you want a large quantity of something, whether that are whether that is, I'm sorry, tangible or intangible materials. That can be money, it can be love, it can be the desire to give, it can be whatever you would like. And so one of the reasons why I even use or utilize the word abundant and abundance in my business motto is that I cater to mental health therapists and I want to be a walking billboard and a testimonial to show them or you, if you are a therapist listening, that you should be able to have the best of both worlds. You should not have to choose and you can ditch the either or mentality. So what we will be talking about today is how you can create a pathway to attract more abundance in your life, but also, of course, to highlight some of those things that may be happening internally and externally that are, you know, continuing to keep you in a very content space. And so I first want to talk about thermometer. So when you think about a thermometer, think about how you change the 
what is it, the heat or the coolness air conditioner, you know, if you have that set up in your home. So in terms of thermometer, I want you to really think about it in terms of money, financial. What is your financial thermometer threshold? Write that down. That is a tongue twister. Your money or financial thermometer threshold. So for example, when we go through graduate school, our thermometer is typically set up from what our professors tell us in terms of what's out there for us for a career once we get licensed. We also get to understand, but it may not be very valid, our value from doing free internship, externship, practicum, pre-doc, post-doc. We have so many different words for it. But when we have those uh, you know, six months to one year rotations or internship sites, that also may speak to our threshold as well, because what this threshold is doing over time is that it's creating a narrative for how you view money. Now, granted, that also includes your money narrative from how you grew up and what you were exposed to. Now, another way that we create a threshold is based on potentially the first job that you have post-graduation. And so uh, I'll use myself for an example. I completed my pre-doctoral internship for Los Angeles County Department of Mental Health. They initially start telling us about applying for a job as soon as we started so that we can understand the paperwork, for example, that we needed to get in order before we started our internship so that that could also determine what rotations we do in our internship based on where we want to work in the county. And so my internship was luckily enough to be paid. I was paid $27,000, which is a lot considering a lot of people who do internships was not paid. My intern was also, my internship was also considered a APIC, A-P-P-I-C internship site, which is one step under a APA approved website. I mean, not website, uh, internship, but we were still compensated. So to go from $27,000 to apply to a job that's paying me 50,000, if not 60 or 70 or $80,000, that was a very big jump, which meant that I needed to expand my thermometer threshold. If you do not expand this threshold, what could happen is if more so like laws of attraction, frequency, whatever you put out there, you'll get back. If you continuously say, I just need to find a job and and listen to my words, I just need to find a job that can pay me $50,000, then guess what? Those are all the jobs that you'll see in your online search. Those are all the jobs that will be in your inbox searching for people like you. Those will be the jobs that offer you or extend you an invitation to actually apply for a job. And then one day, maybe when your desires go up because of exposure, then you will want a higher paying job, which means that you have to expand your thermometer threshold. So you may be wondering, how can I expand my threshold? So I'm going to take you all the way back to ways that your threshold, even with mindset and what is possible, has already expanded, but you didn't know that, you know, I would coin it as your threshold. So the first thing is exposure. The goal of being exposed to certain things in your life, whether it's business, career, job, family, lifestyle, is that it opens up your mind to see what else is possible. So it also increases your frequency and desire to want those things more once you get a taste of it. 
So one example of exposure is that if you wanted to go to graduate school, you were exposed, which increased your desire to go through things like open houses. And so when I was interested in applying for a school, I did apply, but during the interview process, or even before then, certain schools would have open houses where you can go in, you can meet current students, you can see the physical campus, maybe even sit inside of a classroom for a short period of the lecture. But nevertheless, you were able to test drive the school per se. Another way that you were exposed is that when you were applying for practicum, if you had a awesome professor, because I've been a college professor for a little bit over 17 years, is that I was even taught how to get a breadth of experience, meaning even though you may say, oh, I only want to work with women, I only want to work with transitional age youth, millennial career men, you should still every single practicum rotation that you are gaining experience and collecting hours for, you should work for a different population to test it out and to also get training, to get supervision, so that if, for whatever reason, you change your mind later on in your career, you can at least say that you've received some type of supervisory experience so that you can remain ethical in terms of you've treated that population before. So you have explored maybe different type of practicum or internship sites with different populations. And then of course, you also gained more exposure to those sites through interviews, right? So moving up the chain, getting closer to the current date is that if you wanted a job to test drive the car of the job, you would go to interviews and maybe you went to more than one interview. Nowadays, you probably went to the company's website. You read about their vision, their mission. What are they actually doing with the clientele that you want to serve? And so beyond those levels of exposure that have probably gotten you to the place that you are in now outside of like, you know, private practice and owning a business is that these jobs have increased and exposed you to a higher level of living beyond collecting free hours. And then because you were able to earn money at these jobs, now you, or back then at least, you were probably more attracted to higher salary jobs, which means that you've expanded your thermometer threshold. I hope that that really makes sense, okay? So another way that you can expand your threshold even beyond going to school is for material goods. Now, I've talked about this in a previous episode, but to give you a short version of it, let's just say you find a, if you're a woman and you find a handbag that you like, or even a computer, right? What would you do typically? You would go check it out if you wanna go to the mall. You would do what's considered window shopping. You may just walk by the store. Then you may take another step and say, you know what? I want to go in the store. What you're going to notice is that even if this happens in one day, in 15 minutes, you are expanding your threshold because initially you probably told yourself the last time you were at the mall, I will never go into that store or I can't afford anything in that store. Or maybe you even trick your mind to believe that that store has nothing that you will like when really you're caught up in your money narrative, okay? So again, you see a item that you like. Maybe you're scrolling on Instagram and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna be at the mall tomorrow or the outlets. I'm going to go walk by the store and see if I see something through the window. Then you see something through the window. So then you wanna go in the store. Then another way to expand your mind is that you actually try on the actual 
merchandise or the good or the handbag, or you try out the computer. Then if you want to take it a step further, especially if you don't have the finances at that time, or you want to sit on it, maybe it's a big investment. Then you go home and you say, you know what? I'm going to script this out. I'm going to act like I already have the money to purchase this. I'm going to put this item on my vision board. And then over time, what will happen because your threshold has expanded and your thermometer, even for material goods have expanded. Now you're going to be sending out frequencies every single day because you're focused focused on the desire of wanting that thing. And all of a sudden you're going to find yourself creating habits with putting up money, maybe every paycheck to be able to save for that thing. So again, your threshold has expanded. Other ways that you can think about your thermometer threshold expanding is thinking about what you want. And so let's drill down into the second half of uh, this abundance series in terms of, you know, abundant or content with getting out of your way. So sometimes we focus on lack. And so I was listening to a YouTube episode by Jack Canfield. And one of the things that he was talking about was that a lot of people come to him for like laws of attraction. And one lady that he was working with or that had a desire to work with him stated something like, I want you to help me utilize the laws of attraction to attract my ideal mate, you know, my dream husband. So he asked the woman, what do you want? And what she started talking about, and let me know if this sounds familiar, is she started spitting out all of the things that she doesn't want. So she said things like, I don't want him to be like this. I don't like him to be like this. She was probably utilizing her past experiences, maybe observation of other people's relationship, but nevertheless, she was focused on what she did not want and what she was avoiding. So then he came back to her and said, you know, it looks like you're telling me everything that you don't want, but you still haven't, I still haven't heard from you what you actually want. And she said, but I'm telling you, he said, no, you're telling me what you don't want, which is probably why you're attracting what you don't want over and over again, because that's where your energy is. So bringing it back to abundance for you, what is it that you actually want? Where do you want to live? What type of home do you want to live in or condo or apartment? Do you want it to be on the beach? What beach? How do you want the interior of your home or even current home to look like? You don't have to have the big vision board in order for you to start making changes in the current place that you live. What do you want your ideal schedule to look like? And again, it doesn't mean that you abort ship because this has come up in our Dope Therapist Academy community, especially for clinicians who have just gotten licensed or they're not licensed yet, but they're very close. And they have been, you know, commenting in one of our lessons that they don't know if this is possible. So we have to expand their thermometer threshold. It may not look possible right now, probably because you're just getting started. You're consuming or you have at least consumed the information in the academy, but now it's time for you to actually implement the information. And so how can you implement it? You can do one thing at a time. First thing is write down your ideal schedule. Then second step may be something like, okay, I really don't want to work weekends. And even though I'm working weekends right now, can I cut my hours on the weekend? Do I really need to work until three? Or once these two, one and two and three o'clock clients fall off, 
I do not, this will be the third step, I don't feel that spot. I cut my day off at one o'clock or at 12 o'clock. So you can go in phases or stages. Also, do you want to travel? Where do you want to travel to? How many times a year? Who do you want to travel with? How much does it cost? A lot of people say, especially business owners, I want my time back. Well, once you get your time back, again, what does that do for you? How will that make you feel? What will that allow you to do? So for myself, when I have more time, I can actually, especially when I delegate the right tasks to my team members, I can show up differently in my business, which is ideal, meaning I can focus on creating podcasts because I'm the only one that can clearly record my own podcast, right? I can create more content for um, my clients. I can spend more time with my family. I can take more vacations or just a Sabbath day. I can take time off to do nothing. Also with your business, what goals do you have in your business? Who do you want to serve? How many people do you want to serve? And by when? Therapists to me, and I say this over and over again, therapists to me have been trained in the best way for a lot of these areas that you want to have in your business, especially as it relates to goal setting. Think about it. How do we set up treatment goals for our clients? Now, back in the day when I first started, If someone had an anger problem, we would talk to them about decreasing their anger by not doing something. But then around 2010, we had a training for the job that I had at the time. And they said, we are moving in a different direction. We still clearly have to have treatment goals, but we want them to be strength-based. And so instead of us saying, we're going to decrease fights with my juvenile kids, what can we enhance that they are missing that can prevent them from getting into fights. So maybe we need to teach them mindfulness activities. Maybe we need to put them into what's called an anger regression, uh, what is it, a 10 week program so that they can learn certain skill sets because maybe that's something that they're lacking. And so for yourself, you want to do the same thing. Create a SMART goal for yourself. What do you want for your relationships, for your family members, for your friendships, money goals now and in the future? Don't just be hostage to your future goals. What goal do you have for yourself today? How much money do you want to generate in your business today? How many phone calls do you want to attract for referrals in your business today? How many of those phone calls do you want for those people to be your ideal clients today? Okay. So again, we've talked a little bit about Um, or a lot about what does abundance look like? How can you expand your thermometer threshold? I've walked you through how your thermometer threshold has already been expanded as it relates to going to graduate school, to getting a job, to then also thinking about abundance in terms of how you want to live. But I also want to talk to you about not being content. So the definition of content in a short version is you are okay with what is, And you don't mind if there's no innovation, if there's no change, if there's no enhancements. But let's talk about for a little bit where that comes from. So let me ask you a few questions. And by all means, pause this episode and journal these out or write down the prompts and journal them out later. Do you not feel like you're worthy to earn more money, to see your ideal clients, 
to work in your ideal setting, to have your ideal schedule? What are some of the things that you have told yourself as limiting beliefs and they have held you hostage to believe that you don't deserve your next level of abundance? What does laws of attraction say? What does the Bible say? What does your higher power say in terms of the vision that you've received? I am a firm believer that when you have a vision, it was given to you on purpose, which means that now you have to go put in the work for that vision to come to pass. Faith without works is dead. So you can't just have the vision and say, well, it must not be meant for me because it hasn't happened. The last time I checked, everything that I worked for did not fall on my lap. Now, granted, the last year that we just went through as mental health professionals in 2020, I will actually say that a lot of therapists, private practices and clients, maybe not ideal clients, but clients really fell on their lap because mental health was at an all time high. But we're going back to not the old normal, but the new normal. But people are going back to their everyday lives. So will there be a lot of people, as much as it was in 2020, seeking mental health, meaning making room for mental health? No. The numbers have already decreased in terms of referrals. So you have to go out there and put in the work. Another thing you want to think about is, is your happiness worth the other side or the other level of abundance? What makes you happy? What would make you happy? Is it a job? Do you define your job as making you more abundant? And abundant can be a feeling. Is it your schedule or versus your ideal schedule that makes you abundant? So look at your schedule now and think about if there were no limitations on anything, what would your schedule look like a year from now? Are those schedules the same or different? And if they're different, then why are you settling for your current schedule? And yes, I said settling. It doesn't matter if you're in the beginning of your career or you're burnt out. The bottom line is you have a choice. You're a human being. You woke up, you're breathing, you're listening to this podcast, which means that you have a choice. Also with clients, something you want to think about is do you want to continue seeing the clients that you're currently seeing or do you want to see your ideal clients? This is the difference between contentment and living your life in an abundant manner. You get to choose. So I believe that every single mental health therapist, such as yourself, you are given a superhero power. You were born with this power. I also believe that your graduate school really just put a title on the things that you were probably already doing naturally. So one example that I ask my adult therapist academy students is, and even my elite coaching mastermind students is think about before you went to school for psychology counseling or whatnot. Think about when you were with your friends and you would help them or help them process things or family members, whoever it was. And then when you went to graduate school and you were in a theory class like CBT, family system, psychodynamic they start talking about all these theories with names and what it looks like and the transformation that a client should experience once they've utilized or once the therapist has utilized that skill set and has a light bulb went off and you were like, oh my God, that's what that was called? I've been doing that for five years with my sister. At least that's my story. But when I shared it with my community, they were like, oh my God, you're so right. I've always been doing this. But therapy 
Going to therapy school gave you the framework and of course the expertise and licensure to go out and give this to the world, right? So let me ask you, are you using your superhero power at the maximum capacity or are you limiting yourself? Okay. So we've talked about a great deal today, but all in all, you have the power to make the choice to determine how you're going to wake up in the morning, who you're going to be today, how you're going to show up for yourself in your business, at your job, in your internship site, studying for the licensing exam, whatever stage you're in, in your psychology career, you still have a choice. Do you want to be abundant or do you want to be content? So I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you want to stay connected, connect with me on Instagram. Follow this podcast. Let me know what was your biggest takeaway. If you want to go the extra mile, you can join our freebie library. We have some awesome resources for you in the show notes. If you want to learn more about having a profitable private practice, make sure that you stay connected either by getting on our list, by joining the freebie library, because you'll be in the know first, even before social media, when we do things in our community to show therapists how to have profitable businesses. And then also, I have something fairly new in the last uh, maybe like four to five months where I have been sending out text affirmations or motivational things specifically for mental health professionals via text message. So if you want to be part of that community, you can text the word ABUNDANT to 310-388-8603 or you can just click the link in the show notes and you will automatically be added to the list, okay? So again, text that phone number, the word abundance. I'm sorry, A-B-U-N-D-A-N-C-E. That's all you have to text. You don't have to text anything after that. It will give you a confirmation and you will be notified that you are on our list, okay? So I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Uh, Again, make sure that you leave me your comments so that I can know what's gonna be your biggest takeaway and I will see you in the next one. Love you, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle. 